Perak Yudalid Mishnah Aleph. We learned in the previous Perak that a cheresh, a deaf mute person, is unable to affect a transaction such as halachic marriage on the biblical level. Yet the Rabbanan said that deaf mute people are able to marry and their marriage will be recognized on the rabbinic level. The deaf mute is certainly in the time of the Mishnah was deemed to be lacking in mental competence because of this you know, serious handicap in being able to uh, be educated and uh, communicate. The post can discuss whether Kherish in modern times and they you know, learn how to sign, whatever different status, but be that as it may, Kherish, the Mishnah says, is not considered bardas, therefore again cannot affect the halachic marriage on the biblical level. Our Mishnah goes into some of the details, the rules that apply to the marriage of a Kherish. The Mishnah says, Kherish and Osa Pikachas, if either a deaf mute man married a regular woman, or the reverse. Regular man married a deaf-mute woman. And so in both of these cases, the marriage is only recognized on the rabbinic level. If a husband wants, he can end the marriage through divorce or continue in the marriage. That is, even though halachically a is not considered a bardas, doesn't have the mental competence to affect transactions, yet even in the case where the man, the husband, is a deaf mute. He can divorce his wife for Kashem Shehu Kones Burmiza, just as the Rabbanan said that he's able to marry through gesturing. However, the Cherish is going to communicate, express to a woman that he would like to marry her. The Rabbanan recognized that and said, Yeah, we consider this a rabbinic marriage. Kahumotzi Burmiza can use the same means of communication to end the marriage, that is, he can communicate with this offer, that he would like him to write a get for him, for him to give to his wife, and he'll signal to his wife that I'm giving this to you as your get, and they will thereby be divorced. For again, the whole thing is a rabbinic construction, and so it's not surprising at all that the Rabbanan would include in their enactment that they're able to end this marriage through divorce. And certainly, if she's the one who's a deaf mute, in that case, it's even more obvious that the Pikech, the regular husband, doesn't have any handicap, he's not deaf-mute, will be able to end that marriage by giving her a get. But now the Mishnah discusses, let's say we have Pikech, Shinosa, Pikachas, Vinis, Charsha. the time of their marriage, both of these people were regular, they didn't suffer from any handicap, neither was the deaf-mute. And thus, when they got married, that was recognized on the biblical level. They're biblically married, and then later, she became a deaf-mute. So in other words, she became a person who was unable to affect biblical transactions. The mission rules that nevertheless, Imratza Yotzi, if he wants, he may divorce her, because the authority to end this marriage through divorce rests solely in the husband, who in this case is still a pikeach, he's still a regular person, able to affect biblical transactions. Therefore, upon him giving her, his wife, was now Haresh get, they will be divorced provided that his now Horesh's wife has at least a minimal understanding of what's going on. She understands that he is divorcing her. Even though she is not the one who affects the divorce, it's the husband's authority, but still, in order for it to work, she has to have a minimal understanding of what this means, that they are getting divorced. Obviously, Viratza Yukayim. If he wants, he can keep her as a wife, they can continue in this marriage. The Mishnah then states, if, however, Nishtatis, after their marriage, she didn't become deaf-mute, became Mishota, meaning became completely unwell mentally. She lost her sanity. The Mishnah rules that even though technically the halacha should be the same in this case, 
Forget, we don't need the wife's agreement for the divorce to go ahead. Assuming that she's still able to grasp that he's divorcing her, that should work. If he wants, he should be able to divorce her. But the Misha states, practically speaking in this case, the Rabbanan decreed lo yotzi, that he should not divorce her, lest she be taken advantage of, if she's left by herself, now as a shota, that's a vulnerable situation, men can take advantage of her, so the Rabbanan said that it's not right, he should not divorce her in this situation. So, so far we discussed situations in which the wife suffered a mental decline. Mishnah says, let's say it was the other way, Nisharish hu onishtata. He became either a deaf mute or became a shota. He lost control of his mental faculties. Allah in this case is, he can never divorce her. Even if they go through the motions of a divorce, that will be halakhically meaningless since the divorce has to be Ladas the Baal, with the Baal's meaningful agreement, which is not possible for the husband to do, given his mentally compromised state. And once again, they are in a biblical marriage, therefore it's simply not possible for the husband, as long as he is in this compromised mental state, to effect divorce. But a different Tana objects to the first opinion's distinction between where on the one hand she becomes a Hareshes, where we're saying a divorce is possible, versus where he becomes a Heresh, where Tanakam is saying divorce is not possible, Umar Yochanan bin Nuri. He says it's not consistent. How does this make sense? That on the one hand, if she became a deaf mute, she could still be divorced, but if he becomes a deaf mute, they can't get divorced? Mepharshim explained that Ryochanan bin Nuri's real question is on Tanakama's ruling that where she becomes a deaf mute, he is able to divorce her. In the view of Ryochanan bin Nuri, if she's a deaf mute, she's not a bastas. She doesn't have the mental competence necessary for divorce. I mean, even though her role is more passive, she's not the primary authority over the divorce. But still, we require that she have a certain level of das which she lacks. And so, Rebbe Minuri's opinion, whether it's you know, he became a cheresh or she became cheresh's divorce is not possible. He's saying to the rabbanan, if you're saying that where she becomes Hereshes, he's able to divorce her, that could only mean that in your opinion, becoming Heresh or Hereshes does not put the person in the category of a mentally incompetent person. Well, if that's the case, well then even if he becomes a Heresh, he should be able to divorce her. Amrullah, the Rabbanan reply that uh, you're describing only two polar opposite viewpoints. Our viewpoint falls in the middle of the two positions you describe. They explain, these are not the same questions. In one case, you're discussing the issue where she doesn't have a full mental competence. In the other case, the issue is where he doesn't have full mental competence. That's a very important distinction, specifically as it concerns the process of divorce. As mentioned, the Torah gives the husband the authority over divorce. As the Rabbanat a woman can be divorced by her husband whether or not she agrees. This was changed by a takan of Rabbeinu Gershom, but according to the original Tar Halacha, he can divorce her whether she agrees or not. Whereas if the man doesn't want divorce, then he cannot be compelled to do so. In other words, it's his decision, his authority. Therefore we say, if he's a cherish, that's a problem. He's unable to end this biblical marriage in his current state. Whereas if she became cherishes, that's does not impede divorce, again, as long as she has a minimal understanding of what's going on, the fact that she doesn't have the mental maturity capacity to 
fully understand, fully agree, isn't a problem because this isn't her decision. Hence, uh, we say, say the Rabbanan, that in the case where she became a Chareshes, he is able to end this biblical marriage by giving her a get.